Hey again, all you dads and dads-to-be out there, it is Devo here for another episode time of the Fearless Fathers Podcast, the growing fatherhood podcast that breaks the generational traditions that no longer serve you so you could be a better dad and a better husband and just a better person for you, your family, and everyone else around there because who doesn't want to be better, right? That's right. It's Devo. As I said, I gave Ryan the time off because, uh, well, it's Ryan and you know, it's, you'd rather hear my sultry voice than that ginger, but that's, that's neither here nor there because I got a very special guest with me today. We reached out a couple months ago. We finally sat down and we're going to talk to Mr. Jeff Fians on the show. That is right. Jeff is a creative and performance coach aiming to help entrepreneurs and other creatives release their business dreams and their full potential. Jeff has a PhD, that's right, he's a lot more college smarter than I am, in positive organizational psychology with a focus on creativity. So talking about a lot of creativity and a lot about helping other people become creative, Jeff has done a lot more with creative creativity. He has a three-year-old son, Hendrix. He set out creative music for his son as a way to grow with him for his likes year after year as the name Mr. Bo Daddy. Boo Daddy, excuse me, Mr. Boo Daddy, Bo Daddy. <laughs> He has been called by many the Beastie Boys for babies. That is right. We got him up in the house today for his funky, fresh beats. Yo, get it. Yo. Yo. (laughs) But on top of creativity, we are diving deep on the importance that creativity is going to play, not just for yourself as a parent, but for your children, how that's actually going to manifest, become better. So they can not just become more well-rounded, but really express their dreams, their goals, and their desires. He's going to share a lot of those insight nuggets today. So, Jeff, my brother, I want to thank you for being on the show, man. It's an absolute honor. Oh, man. I love the intro. I love the energy. Mm. Awesome, man. Love it. Thanks for having me on. I'm, I've been looking forward to it. <laughs> I'm glad. That's the only good thing we got coming out of the show today. That's the intro I put together. That's all we got <laughs> yeah, going on. Call it. I mean, you can't top that. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> so we're kicking into the show. You've probably heard this question before, but you might have you got started for this. But I think this is the hardest question that every guest gets tripped up on when we start the interview. Mm-hmm. What would you say is one of the funniest memories that you have with your three and a half year old son? Man, one of the reasons I started making crazy music is because there were so many funny memories and I just wanted to capture them and and memorialize them and just remember the energy and vibe of them. But I guess one funny memory uh, based off one of my songs called No Bear Popos on the Couch really captures his spirit and his energy and his sense of humor. He's one of the funniest guys. He has such a sarcastic, dry, just wacky sense of humor already. And Love <laughs> no, it. Bear, no Bear Popo's on the couch uh, is all about around this time we were at his Nana's place and we're giving him a bath. My wife and I are in there. We're hanging out with him. It's time for him to get out, I'm drying him off. We're chatting about something. He slips away somehow, unnoticed, makes a beeline just giggling his ass off to the couch in the living room, jumps on the couch just as Nana's seeing him, shouting out, Hendrix, no, Bear Popo's on the couch. <laughs> and he was just laughing. He thought it was so funny just to get that reaction from his Nana. And then, of course, I come out and my wife Catherine comes out and we're just laughing our asses off. And <laughs> it became a thing that he does. Like He'll sneak out. He'll try to sneak out every now and then when no one's looking and just make a beeline for the couch and just get his bear popo on the couch. Like it's hilarious. Like he still does it. He's just like a little mischievous, just funny little kid. 
And uh, yeah, that's just probably one of the, one of many funny memories. <laughs> I love <laughs> it. It's son. like it, it's like a dog scooting their bare ass across the carpet when they got one. Yeah, <laughs> he just yeah. sneaks around to try and do it. I love yeah, that. it's just so funny. It's just like yeah, it's just he's just such a funny guy. He just loves <sighs> to get a rise out of people and sneak around and. And, and just kind of be is, a little... Is he, is he like that little charmer? Like he wants to make you laugh no matter what. Yeah, he's going to do yeah. what he can. All right. He is. He is a charmer. He he loves to try to make people laugh. He loves telling stories. Uh, one time we had a family over. They had their toddler over and she was about the same age. This was maybe like five or six months ago. He's trying to impress this other toddler girl with just some wild and crazy ass stories at dinner. She's just looking at him <laughs> with blank stare. Like, what is this little guy doing? <laughs> and the adults were just cracking up and he's just, the more we crack up, the more he goes and the wilder he gets and the, the more twists and turns he tries to throw in to see our reactions. He's just, yeah, he's just, he loves to make people laugh. Oh, I love it. I love it. I think, I think having a kid like that, cause my son is about the same. We were talking about this off air. He's a little, He's a little spire when it comes to stuff like that. Always trying to, uh, always just trying to make you laugh one way or another. Just doing the weirdest things. Like he, he has this weird. My, my son has this weird <laughs> thing now. Like when he's getting in trouble, he'll just look at you and go, um, "Meow." We have no <laughs> idea where it came from. No idea. It's like I, I don't know oh, what you're talking funny. about, but uh, you know, whatever. So <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah, they just throw like those little curveballs in there, just try to break the ice or de-escalate the situation and make you smile and laugh, (laughs) not be mad mad at them or or just assertive with them. The the worst part of it is my wife is so big with laughing when he does something. Like we tried to put him in timeout today, right before this recording, and he just laughed the entire time because he wasn't eating dinner. And my wife's trying to pick him up, and she's bursting (laughs) out laughing. I'm sitting there trying to hold back my tears laughing because I'm trying to be serious. But he does. He knows that he can get my wife to laugh. He's yeah. trying to break me, but he can't quite do it yet when he's in trouble. But he's yeah. he's getting close. That's funny. Yeah, sounds like <laughs> your son and, and my son would be buddies. He he's the same. That way. He me. just loves. He loves to just try to make you laugh when he's you know not doing something he should, or it's time for bed, or time to get out of the bath, oh. or, or whatever. He just he'll pull everything and everything and make the cutest faces and just the goofiest stuff and it's hard it's hard to contain it <laughs> it's hard it really is now i get a lot of it but we're talking about funny kids but we're also talking about create creativity kids we're talking a lot about creativity today but just give us a little bit of the idea we talked about uh mr boo daddy in the intro there of the uh, episode and where that came from can you just kind of give us an idea i know we talked a little bit about it but can you go a little bit more in depth as to where that idea came from how it sprung and maybe how that's snowballed for your child yeah, yeah. So back in the day, I was a musician, heavy into music in a band. We were trying to go for it. Yada, yada, yada. Didn't work out. Got real jobs. Every year, it almost felt like I was getting more and more disconnected from music, just different bands I was in. They weren't working out and just, you know, life happens, responsibilities happen. But when my wife became pregnant, you know, it got me thinking about all, you know, all these things like, how do I be the best father I can be? What values do I want my son to, to really embody and embrace? Who do I need to be? And who, how do I need to show up as a dad to be that role model for him so that he can be his best version of of himself? So 
it started with, Hey, you know, like music is this big piece of my life. It's a passion of mine. I love it. It gives me flow. It gives me fulfillment. It, it sparks my creativity. I feel better when I'm doing it. Like, why wasn't I doing it? So I got back into it when my wife was pregnant, we were playing, uh, on her belly, just like this little Bose speaker. I was, we were playing like the best of the best of every genre, right? Yeah. So okay. Hip hop, funk, classical rock, like everything, like inside yeah. her little, her belly, he was hearing all these jams and that was getting me excited about music and piquing my curiosity and creativity. <coughs> Excuse me. And when he was born, we started listening to all this kids music and it fucking sucked. It was driving us crazy. <laughs> right? It was like, Oh my God, this, this is what he has to listen to. This is what we have to listen to. Like, no way. Like we, he needs to be listening to the stuff we we're playing when he was in the womb. Like, how do we bring that into it? Like, how do we create music that, you know, like <laughs> I can ask myself if I was a baby or toddler, what kind of music would I want to hear? <laughs> I like that. And so, <coughs> oh, excuse me. And so, I wanted to bring in stuff I liked. I saw this opportunity to capture these just funny moments as a family, as like his capturing his developmental phases, just different things into songs that one could spark my creativity. One that would kind of document funny special moments for our family. And I just started doing it. I created one song, had a lot of fun. Uh, he loved it. My wife loved it. And then I just committed to it. I just said, hey, you know what? I'm going to make an album about his first year of his life. It's going to be awesome. We're going to talk about berries. We're going to talk about phantom poop. We're going to talk about being <laughs> crazy. All sorts of stuff, right? And then I just committed. I just had this idea like, okay, like if I'm going to live these values of being creative and, and learning and growing my skills and pursuing things that I love – like I want to show him that I'm doing this. So I'm going to commit to doing at least one album every year of his life until he gets to be too old. <laughs> and he's like, dad, just stop this already. Man. What are you doing over dad? here? <laughs> like stop writing songs about me. But you, no, you we, just have the, uh, the dump truck song playing as, he, as yeah. his first girlfriend walks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. But yeah, I mean, and it's just been fun. He's really into it. He loves it. He's singing my songs. He's dancing to them. I test all my music on him. <laughs> so I know like if it's going to work or not, if it's catchy enough or not, if the beats good enough or not. And, uh, like, yeah, as he's getting older, like he wants to participate, right? He wants to sing on the mic. He wants to, you know, bang on the keyboard. He wants to strum the guitar and it's, it's so cool. It's just so cool to see his passion and we're watching YouTube videos of awesome bands. Like he's really into Mick Jagger wow. <laughs> and like, he loves, you know, just rock music. He loves hip hop. He's right now. He's in a funny phase where he really loves like Beyonce and Taylor Swift <laughs> and NSYNC. <laughs> And it's just like it's hilarious. It's just funny to see what he's what he's really like gravitating to and why and try to pay attention to that to see, yeah, what is it that he likes about this? Is the beat, the singing, the melody, like, okay, let me bring some of that in to what I'm doing. And so yeah, the Beastie Boys for baby stuff, like my influences are really funk, rock, hip hop, like just a big eclectic mix of high energy funky stuff and so that's kind of where you know that's i guess that's kind of what 
came out of it, that sound and just my vocal limitations. I'm not like Michael Bublé. Like so the stuff I'm doing is Michael more Bubble. kind of like short and hip hop ish and bluesy or than just like pure singing. So it, it's, it's a lot of fun. And, and uh, yeah, I mean, I love it. He loves it. And we all love it. <laughs> I, I could tell, I could tell you love it. Cause the songs that I listen to that you have on Spotify, they actually, I think you hit that right. It's that very eclectic. It's that very open sound that is going to catch not just kids, but it's going to catch adults too. Like I saw, I sat there and I'm listening to one of the songs. And I'm just like bobbing my head. I'm like, damn, this is fire. Like this nice, is really nice. good. <laughs> and that, that actually brings me to a lot of points too. When I, when I look at that, like music's always been in your life. For me, music's always been in my life. I was in metal bands. I've talked about mm. that on the show. I've, I've always loved metal. So that was always like an outlet for me. And writing's been a thing that I've done since I was maybe seven or eight years old. It's just something I've always been able to hit on. But you brought up something that's interesting that I think a lot of dads talk about, but they don't do. Hmm. Or at least they don't do it to the full potential that, that they think they could. And that was the fact that you said, what kind of values do I want to instill in my children? What type of father do I really want to be? And basically from what I heard from that story is I want to be a father that's going to be able to push creative passions, creative goals to not just my not just my child, but really it's going to push my boundaries. And it's yep. going to show that passion is going to play a larger role in a dynamic than doing as you're told and not as mm. I do. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's it. I mean, that's what, you know, that tr- triggered in me when he was born. It was like, yeah, I got to, you know, it is that like they, they watch you, you're their hero, whether, you know, whatever you're doing or not doing, they see that. And that's what they're going to model. That's what's going to influence their orientation and their mindset towards life and the goals they want to pursue and, and themselves really. So like, it was really important. Okay. I got to, you know, step up my game. You know, my values are creativity, curiosity, compassion, and courage. And it's kind of like I love those. my main ones. So yeah, I was all about, okay, am I being courageous? No, I wasn't. Okay let me amp that up. Am I being compassionate? Yeah. But let's take that to another level. Curiosity and learning creativity. Uh, yeah. The music just, it's, it's a vehicle for self-development and growth. Like every album, I'm trying out a new technique. I'm trying to get better at my production skills. I'm working with a different studio musician or collaborator. Like I'm every album I'm pushing what I did on the last album some way, whether it's songwriting, it's always pushing boundaries, yeah, pushing those boundaries, yeah, yeah. So it's the growth, it's a growth vehicle for me, and it's just a lot of fun, and it's uh, yeah, it's 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 been good, it's been it's been cool, and, and it becomes a big bonding experience, like you were saying for you and your child, because now he wants to get involved in the music, he wants to sing into the yeah. microphone, he wants to mm-hmm. be able to hit on the keyboards, and I, I think that's so imperative for so many parents out there is really letting the creative outlet flow and i know that sounds really like redundant like all parents know like yeah we need to let them be creative but it's really the aspect of like that structured creativity and kind of modeling that in a way that's going to allow your children to grow and to be able to express and maybe push their own boundaries so what are some ways that you would even like look at that importance within the role modeling for creativity for another parent out there yeah, so I think it's like creativity for one, it doesn't necessarily mean you have to be doing music or art 
or writing, right? Like, yeah, creativity means that. But creativity, I think, is just an important orientation to whatever you're doing, whatever field you're in, whether it's engineering, teaching, math, <laughs> science, business, whatever, right? Like, it's a, it's an orientation that you can role model in how you show up, uh, you know, how bold you're acting, how authentic you're being. And to me, like, it comes down to, like, what do I want to do? And am I doing that? Right? So rather than being reactive, or passive in your life, if there's something you want to do, no matter like how weird it is, or how different it is, maybe it's not your job, or maybe you're not going to pursue it as your job or career. But you're doing some project that's meaningful to you that's you're building something you're creating something you're designing something and maybe it takes a long time maybe you know it's not just an afternoon project but you're committed to it like your your kid can see you can see that commitment can see that focus can see that resilience and it's like hey he doesn't have to do this but he's doing it like this is interesting like this is really cool like he's he's taking control of his life in some way and, and acting, you know, like moving towards that goal. Like, I think that's just a powerful thing to role model for your kid, you know, because it instills confidence and courage and boldness in them, whether, whatever they're doing in their life, like, Hey, my dad, he had that thing he was doing. And like, he, no one told him he had to do that. And he wanted to do that. And it was hard as hell. And it took a long time, but he did it like, oh yeah, I can, I can do that with this. You know, like they get that orientation that I think is, is really important. I think that's huge. And you brought up a very, very minor, but very important detail. And the fact that creativity doesn't have to be like the arts, writing, music, all of that stuff. Like when people think creativity, they think of that stuff. It becomes this think outside of the box aspect. And really, you could be creative in anything like business, like mm-hmm. anything STEM related, like you were talking about. It, it really focuses down on the fact of, hey, I have something that's going on. Let's do this outside of the box. We're going to have fun and we could use different skills, critical yeah. thinking, processes, like stuff that we use on a regular basis, but we don't think about. And it really opens up that imagination and that that ability and I'll be honest, I've had my three-year-old son do something and I'm like, holy shit, why didn't I think of it that way? You know, I learned <laughs> yeah. I learned so much from him than he's learned from me. And it it just becomes mm-hmm. this really great experience and bonding moment. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like creativity, like the scientific psychological definition is really just like it comes down to novel and useful. Like you're doing something new or different and it's useful, right? So like that orientation, like, can you make something more useful or helpful to something or some group, or you're making something a little bit different, you're putting your own spin on it, either radically or incrementally, it can be applied to anything. And uh, yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, I'm biased, but I think it is like, I think it is that master skill for especially kids now, especially kids our age, like, 20 years from now, 10 years from now, even like five years from now, what's going to be automated? What's going to be, you know, systematized? Like creativity is that skill that helps you stand out in any domain you're in. And, you know, the flips, the plus side, the the other bonus is that it enriches your life too. It gives you more fulfillment, more engagement, more meaningfulness to what you're doing. It's fun. 
I think that's a big takeaway on that. It, it really is. Like it, it gives you that muse. It gives you that ability. Like I talked about, we talked about this off the air. My kid is huge into music. He's been hearing music since he was in the womb. I've been in bands. He, I've been in the basement yeah. practicing. He's been actually mo- like doing little mosh pits in our living room, hearing <laughs> us practice. <laughs> so, you know, when we get him a drum set or something, he's sitting there banging away. And we, we, we encourage that kind of stuff. It's like he loves it when he does the dress up thing and he pretends to be Spider-Man for the 70th time. And I'm Green Goblin for the 900th time. You know, that's <laughs> it's a creative outlet. It may suck for me. But it's something we want to encourage. It's something we want to grow upon because that's yeah. that's what he loves to do. I may not love to do that, but if I'm going to encourage it, I could I role play pretty damn well. You know, I'm outgoing enough that I could do that stuff. But for a lot of dads out there, you know, that kind of stuff, it becomes really hard to kind of hone in on the creative aspect that their kid has that they just can't seem to get a grasp of. So when, you know, if we're talking about a dad who might be in that aspect, what are what are some things that they could look at differently that could really encourage their child's creative side. Yeah. So I think the foundation is like exposure to just a lot of different activities, a lot of different situations, uh, getting that exposure to a diversity uh, of things. It, you know, like it gives you more of a chance of finding that one or two things that your kid gravitates towards, right. That they're curious about that they're energized by that they're, maybe have some natural strengths and talents towards, right? So you expose them to a wide variety of things. That's the base. Then like you get, you see what they like and you double down on that, right? Like you, you get curious as a parent, like you can use a coaching technique, asking them questions instead of telling them, Hey, do this or do that or try like this. Like you're, you're using a lot of questions. You're being curious. Like, why do you like that? Or how else could you use that? Or what mm-hmm. if you combine this or combine that? Or, you know, how would you, you know, how would this happen if it was underwater or in space? Or like, you're just asking questions basically is, you know, kind of a simple technique. And that gets their wheels turning. That gets their curiosity and creativity going. Because the thing about questions, it, it opens up possibilities Rather than if you're telling them, you're pointing them to a solution or like what you want. But if you're using questions, you're you're opening their their attention to opportunities and possibilities that they can, you know, their crazy little funny little brains can <laughs> make connections and, and surprise you and 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 you know connect their neurons in, in interesting ways when you do that. So that's that's a simple way, um, you know. And like you said just playing like playing role playing storytelling uh play is such a powerful vehicle for developing creativity like it's like when you're playing you're learning you're experimenting you're trying things out you're not self-conscious of yourself you're just like in the moment like you're in flow you're having fun the positive emotions are there and that broadens attention and uh yeah i mean like i like to think of it Two, as um, like one one other like just kind of simple tip is to approach like your interactions with your kids as if you were in like an improv group. <laughs> so Ooh, there's, a, yeah. there's a lot of research on collaborative creativity and they studied these improv groups and jazz bands, you know, these groups that improvise and create collaboratively. Like they're, they're doing new things all the time. Right. And, you know, like a, 
you may have heard it or people may have heard it, but it's a simple like yes and technique. Like you're just building yeah. off, you're listening and you're building off each other's ideas and you're trying to surprise <laughs> the other person a little bit to <laughs> say something a little bit new or fresh and just try to get a reaction out of them and they're trying to do it to you and, and you're just building off each other. Like there's no wrong answer. There's no, you're not shutting anything down. You're just like, you know, if they're, Oh, let's play Spider-Man. Like, oh yeah, let's let's do Spider-Man in space. And like, oh, let's do Spider-Man space with aliens. And like, oh yeah, that's awesome. And you know, like a slip and slide. Or, you know? <laughs> yeah. And then and then it's just like, oh my gosh. And then just like you see, it's so fun with little kids because they just have the craziest connections and and uh, they yeah, really I mean, do. They they fun. really really do. I mean. My my kid, like we do something like that, like, no, daddy, we can't. It has to be I'm Spider-Man, you're spin or like, you know, he's very like structured in that aspect. But then there's times he just comes off the wall and you're like, yo, like, let's run with that. Let's go. Because I I've always found it important to me. Like one of the values we were talking about in the beginning, one of the values for me is to really push my child's passions. Yeah, You know, growing up, I always felt like passions weren't really, they were mm. like, oh, little fun pipe dreams, but you're never really going to do anything out of that. Mm. And it's never really going to go anywhere. And I'm like, you know what? No, like I see all these people whose passions are driving yeah. them forward. They're, they're getting big in their music careers, podcasting, talking music, like all this stuff. You could do incredible things with it outside of the box in a different creative outlet than what might have been thought 20, 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. so when i look at that it's like i want to push my kids passions i want him to be able to role play that and be like yo we're gonna play spider-man's fighting a monkey in space while you know daniel tiger comes out and he starts karate chopping dudes like <laughs> I-, I want him to focus on stuff like that it was a horrible joke yeah. but you know it. It, it, it's such it's such an important thing and and i think it's yeah. so big for parents who might be like well i'm not creative or i'm so analytical that being creative is really impossible and i, I i'm sorry for me this might be like tough love blunt but i don't buy that I, I don't know i want to kind of get your take on that yeah i'm with you 100% i think now more than ever if like you can make a living and a great living doing almost anything right there's people on TikTok doing the weirdest shit and they're <laughs> millionaires, right? It's like, what the hell? Like, <laughs> I mean, not to say like, I want Hendrix to get, you know, be a TikTok star doing weird stuff, but really like, yeah, like, you know, like if you're passionate about something, you know, other people have done it before, you can figure it out. If you're passionate, if you're committed to learning and growth, if you have the skills, you have the, if you have the self-awareness, like you can do like almost anything. There's people super successful doing all sorts of things. And I think, you know, in the past it was, it was tough, right? Like it's, uh, it's opened up a lot more, um, you know, to be a creator in a lot of different fields, follow, follow your passions, but it's, it's not that black and white world anymore. And a lot of that stemmed, I think from just like, (laughs) this goes, this is maybe a little tangent, but it, it, it comes from, you know, like the age of factory working, right? Like you're yeah, just black and white, like more effort. You do this, like it's, you put in a, you, yeah. you know, you get B like it's simple math. It's linear, subjective. It's, you know, there's clear 
right or wrong. It's just that style of thinking. That, that straight you, binary thinking thought process. Yeah, like so, you do yeah. what you should, like security and safety and just predictability is important. And, and you know, things were more predictable back then. Now it's crazy. It's complex. Like creativity, the, the people that follow their passions and really embrace their creativity and lean into it and develop it and commit to it. Like those are the people that are going to be successful no matter what they're doing. And and yeah, I mean, if you're passionate about something, you're going to put in more time on it and you're going to get better at it you know, compared to someone doing the same thing who's not passionate about it. And while you're getting better at it and spending time, you're loving it too. Like you're loving your life. You're <laughs> you're doing your passion yeah. and you're in flow. You're having fun. You're fulfilled. Like it's meaningful to you. Like, of course. Yeah. That's, you got to lean into it. So I definitely am with you. I don't buy into it. I want to encourage my son's passions a thousand percent, no matter what they are, even if he doesn't like music or the stuff I'm into, like if he does a 180. And he's like, Dad, I don't want to do music anymore. <laughs> it's like, I'm, I'm going to be I like, disown right, you, but I it. respect it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I disown you, but I respect you and I'll help you develop your passions. But I, <laughs> yeah, no, and I'm, I'm yeah. a thousand percent on the same page as you. Yeah, you brought up a really valid point because it's like we're, we're in that really weird phase right now in life where 20 years ago when we were growing up, it was very black and white, very binary, like. Being a kid, I remember, oh, you could be anything you want to be. And then it's like, oh, you get into your teens. It's like, I want to be this. It's like, are you nuts? Like, what do you mean you want to do that? That's that's impossible. It it becomes such a stop where it's like, yo, you told me I could literally be president on the moon if I wanted to be. And now you're telling me it's a pipe dream. What do you want from me? Right? And now it's like we're we're in that phase where it's like the traditionalists are gone and the baby boomers are getting older and a lot of those values that our parents got passed down, that we got passed down, those toxic generational traditions, yeah, they don't serve us. They don't serve the purpose that we're growing up in today. And it becomes this, it becomes this game in our minds now, I feel anyway, that we really have to start thinking outside of that box and get away from binary thought processes mm-hmm. and really say like, hey, if I could make it as a millionaire podcaster, as a millionaire kids music star – there's different avenues because people have done it and the roadmap is there. Yep. Amen. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. No, I agree. I agree. <laughs> so as we're talking, as we're talking about this today, we're talking about creativity. We're talking about passion. We're talking about doubling down on passions. What are some things that you have that are like the best ways that you could, I, I know we've talked about this, but what are like some of the best ways that you could say that you could create memories while also building up? And we're talking about play, role playing, and building on those passions. But what are some other examples that you could give to those other parents out there that might not know what to do, but are really trying to double down on it? Yeah. So I was on a, another podcast, a fatherhood podcast, and it, uh, yeah, it really resonated with me. He shared with me, not on the podcast, but beforehand when we're just getting to know each other, that his podcast was his vehicle for capturing memories and how he was feeling and the experiences he was going through that. And he, you know, it was, it was like a legacy he was building that his son could listen to when his son got older, his son could turn to his podcast when his son was a father to kind of work through some issues. And I thought that was so cool. So 
what you're doing is 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 that right like you're creating this legacy your son can check it out later in life and say what's my dad thinking what's my dad like right like how cool would that be if we had that kind of thing so podcasting writing you know just anything that's that you want to do that is you know you know is authentic to you it's a go for it right it doesn't have to be you don't have to start a podcast you don't have to commit to writing an album every year but have fun with it like what is your family love to do right like it can be pictures it can be videos yeah it can be stories it can be letters i don't know it, it, it get creative with it but i think it's fun i think it's it's really you know it's something that would be cool you know if i had that to look back and see what my grandfather was thinking or what my dad was thinking when he was a new father like how wild would that be and yeah i mean it's just it's just kind of cool it's fun and it's going to be great because I'm going to be able to embarrass the hell out of my son later too. <laughs> Get him. My, my dad was such a weirdo. Like, Oh, he was such a dork. Oh, what but, a uh, nerd. Yeah, oh. yeah. Yeah. I mean, that that's just, that's just my take on things. I, I like it though. I mean, it, it kind of resonates a lot with a couple of the interviews that we've been having lately. And I talked with Alan Carter a while back ago, uh, letters from a father where he was writing letters to his teenage children as they were growing up every month. Yeah, And it's like, that's another av- avenue, another aspect where he wrote letters to his kids to say like, hey, this is where we were at in a special time. This is where I might have been mentally or emotionally, you know, and it becomes that something that you could look back on. And you're right. Like, I wish mm-hmm. I could just find something that my grandfather had and I could go back and kind of see how he went through adulthood, manhood, fatherhood for the first yeah. time, you know, and it becomes that like. My kid, he'll see me editing podcasts. He'll just run him. Hey, daddy, what's going on? I'm like, oh, I'm working. He goes, oh, you're working? What are you doing? I'm showing him like, hey, this yeah. is what daddy does. And he hears my voice. He goes, that's you? That's me? Yeah. Like it, and, and it's so cool to be able to see that spark. And he's like, I so don't know cool. what he does, but it's so cool. Yeah. And, and you could really, really double down on that. Like if you're a musician, Having your kid there sitting on the microphone or just banging on keys as you're running a track, it's just awesome. Like, you, you can't get any better than my, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. It's so fun. I mean, it's amazing. And yeah, my son's had that experience too. Just he's, he's like, Is that you? Is that you singing, Daddy? And he's just like, He's just so in awe and thinks it's the coolest thing. He's like looking at me and listening to music. I'm trying to figure out if it's really me <laughs> and it's cool. yeah i mean i think there is something about them hearing your voice uh and they just think it's so cool like hearing you or seeing you in a video um they it can really inspire their curiosity and creativity and, and they, they feel proud they feel proud for you they do and like you said they're like you're their biggest hero so it's mm-hmm. like if you want to be able to do not say i i, I live by that not do as I say, but do as I do. Yeah. And sometimes I catch myself not doing what I do. But for the most part, like, I, I think that's such a big thing. We always talk about the aspect of like, oh, well, I'm the dad. So it's, and that was a lot of the old generational things like, well, I'm the dad. So I said so, or yeah. well, I'll just wait till your dad comes home. Like you, you instill this fear of fatherhood early on. It's like, oh, you're man. supposed to be my hero. I'm afraid of you. Like, yeah, I don't know what to do with that. Yeah. And that's, yeah, that's a good point. I mean, fear is never good for creativity, right? There's this concept 
comes from workplace psychology and creativity, but called psychological safety. And it's essentially like one of the number one elements of creativity. And what that means is if someone's afraid of being ridiculed or looking stupid or being wrong or just being reprimanded or scolded for sharing their ideas or their interests or curiosities or asking a question, like that that kills creativity. So fathering Preach. parenting out of fear, it um yeah, it, it will probably hinder the creativity of your kid a bit. They're gonna be worried about what they're doing and, and what the consequences are. Like if you operate from this open space, uh, the psychologically safe space, like you create that environment where kids feel okay and vulnerable and, and safe and protected enough to, to think out, outside the box and say things and try things around you. See, now it's such an interesting concept too, because I kind of, I kind of grew up in that same situation where, I was almost afraid to be creative in some aspects. I was a big procrastinator. I've talked about that before. I was the number one procrastinator growing up. And I was so afraid to finish things or be so afraid to be ridiculed. Yeah. And as I got older, I started looking like, what was the reason for that? Like, And I started realizing like, oh, my parents were always either they were saying something or they did something in a maybe a quote unquote protective phrase. Oh, yeah. And, and I feel a lot of parents that do that. Um, parenting by fear aspect they're not doing it to be malicious per se but i feel like a lot of them are doing it to protect their child in in a, in a way that yeah sadly the byproduct is hindering growth and hindering a better person overall yeah exactly the intentions are are good and positive but the consequences can be negative right like learning and growth having that growth mindset where if you make a mistake, you learn from it, you get better from it, you get stronger from it. That comes from these psychologically safe environments, right? Like, so, like, yeah, as a parent, you got to leave some things open, you got to let there be some level of risk. Um, and just now, what, trust what would your kid. you say to a dad listening right now that might be using that psychological safe mechanism? Maybe that's a tradition that they learned from their parents growing up. What are some things that you could possibly say to them to try and break that out so they could allow their children to grow and kind of break that tradition? Yeah. So it is like one is just try to refrain from one, the mentality of one correct solution or one right answer or perfection, right? Like this perf this perfect solution. So a lot of this, like we've grown up, you know, in school or parenting, mm -hmm. like we got to get the right answer. What's the correct answer? What's the perfect solution? Um, that perfectionism, that mindset, that fixedness, that can hinder this growth mindset, this orientation towards creativity where, hey, there's a lot of possible answers. All of them could be right. They get to the same outcome in different ways, but they all can can work, right? And it's up to you to decide what you want to do, right? There's, so I think that is one step. Just if you ever, you know, in maybe some situations when there's safety involved, it, it doesn't apply, but right. in a lot of cases, you know, there's no right solution. There's no right color. There's no right food. There's no right drink. There's no right way to put Legos together. It's, it's more about 
encouraging the possibilities and, and even getting them to think of the possibilities, right? Like, how else could we do this? What else could we do? Oh, all these, all these work. All these are great. Like, you can pick which one you want and it's up to you. You know, that kind of approach, um, that can really help. I think that's massive. It's it's getting away from the my way or the highway aspect and really saying like all roads lead to one destination. Yeah. And I, I think that's I think that's a big takeaway that anybody listening to right now that might be dealing with that issue, you know, living I call it the micromanagerial effect because we're yeah. so used to being micromanaged in today's world that we kind of want to do it ourselves and I personally hate it, but it's it's one of those things like if you really think about it like every possible problem out there in today's world has a million different solutions to get to the same answer it's the same answer and we we really have to stop looking at this idea of my way or the highway or well my dad Mm -hmm. did it that way and his dad did it that way so that means you have to do it that way it's like Mm -hmm. one you're like we said like we talked about this whole thing you're limiting their creativity you're limiting that flow state you're eliminating an idea of, of growth for your own child. And really, you're limiting your own growth because yeah. you're afraid to st- – it's not that you're afraid to grow. You're just afraid to step out of your comfort zone, I, I feel. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's it, in the comfort zone. And, and uh, yeah, I mean, all the growth happens out of the comfort zone and when you're learning as you go. And so, yeah, some of the things popped in my mind that could be helpful is just asking your kids, you know, what did you learn from that? You know, what did you try? What do you want to try next? What do you want to experiment with next? So like having a an experimental mindset, encouraging tests and tries and experiments, it takes the pressure off of, you know, what's the answer? What's the, you know, what's the finished product? Like it, it gives in that mindset more of like a scientist where I can test things out. I can see how it works. I can formulate new hypotheses. I can keep going. And um, yeah, and then just kind of circling back to the role modeling thing. You can come back and tell your kid's story. Like, hey, I tried this. Didn't really work out, but I learned this from it. And now I'm going to try this other thing. And here's what I want to do next. And I could do this, this, or this. But I'm going to choose this because I think it's more fun. Whatever. You know, like you're just, you're, you're role modeling that. You're, you're, you're implanting in your, your kids' minds that there's a lot of possibilities. You can learn from it you can take the pressure off like trying to get it right or perfect and you can just try and just keep learning and keep going. I am so glad you just brought that point up in the fact that telling your kids, Hey, I failed and it's okay to fail. And this is what I learned from failing. Yeah. I think that is my hand. I will call that one of the best things that you could do with your kids forever. Take pride out the door Check your ego at the door and tell your kids, hey, man, listen, it's okay. Dad fucked up. I failed. But this is what I learned out of it. Yeah. And you're going to learn a lot more when you fall on your face. You're a little Mm. bloody and you get up. Guess what? The next time you fall, it's going to be a little less bloody and it's going to hurt a lot less because you learned a lot more from it. I think that's a huge, huge takeaway today. Oh, I'm so glad you brought that up, man. Sweet. (laughs) So, so, I mean, we've been talking a lot today, Jeff. I mean, you've, you've dropped some amazing value. We're talking about the beastie boy for kids stuff, the music. Where is it that our listeners, if they, if they want to jam or, you know, even before we get there, even before we get there, give us a little sneak peek. What are you working on? What do you got going on for the next? Yeah. Yeah. I'm i I'm finishing up my Halloween album. So my son's favorite holiday is Halloween. He's already 
requesting Halloween songs <laughs> already <laughs> in the car. Like what? And it was it was his favorite holiday last year too. Um, and so yeah, I wanted to make a Halloween album this year. Have some great tracks coming out. Songs Ooh. about aliens versus the Chitari and Thanos and oh. Avengers in one song. <laughs> Got a song about Poison Ivy, who's my son's favorite villain. She's oh, the baddest wow. bitch at the top of the food chain of every like superhero scenario for some reason. Uh, and then, yeah, just some other fun Halloween songs on it as well. So that should probably be out beginning of October. So we can Ooh. be blasting that every day until Halloween comes. So look out for that. The Where album, can they find it? It'll be on Spotify. It'll be on Apple Music. Mm. Anywhere you stream music. Um, so yeah, I'll... Uh, I'll send you the links to that. Um, and they will be in the description. I promise yeah. you. What's yeah, your kid going to be? What, what's oh. Hendrix going to be for Halloween? <laughs> I'm what, not sure. It changes. On? We asked him. We were driving back from Texas visiting the grandparents the other the other day. And we asked him that because we were listening to Halloween songs. And, <laughs> and we were like, hey, what do you want to be for Halloween? He want. He said he wanted to be a spider. <laughs> so, that was a surprise. <laughs> like before it was a ghost and then you know, a superhero, but this time it was a spider. So like my wife, she looked up on Amazon in the car, spider costumes. There's one that's hilarious for little kids, like five and under that you can get on Amazon. So <laughs> we're hoping maybe he sticks with it. Cause it would be so funny if he that's awesome. was just walking around with this spider <laughs> this costume. Giant that we spider with a bunch of legs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's coming out, but yeah, you can, you can follow up. You'll, you'll get notified of the release. If you go to, my Spotify artist channel is Mr. Boo Daddy. Uh, I'll share the link there. But Perfect. yeah, it'll notify you when it comes out. Um, you can follow me on Instagram uh, slash or at Mr. Boo Daddy for my music. I'll be posting updates there. And uh, yeah, that's where you can find my music. Perfect. Jeff, I want to thank you for being on the show. And we're closing this out today. What is one big thing? And I think I know what the answer is. But what is one big thing that you want our listeners to take away from this episode today? Yeah. <laughs> One big thing is creativity is important. It's it's an orientation that's going to enrich your kid's life. It's going to enrich your life as a parent. You're it's going to set them up for future success. It's uh it's something I think is is really important. It's an important value that I think we all can be more intentional about, more deliberate about uh making sure that creativity that, you know, our kids are born with a lot of creative, making sure that creative fire, that passion is nourished and cultivated uh, each and every day. It's, uh, it's, it's fun. It's, it's fun. It's enriching. It's important. Get out there, encourage your kids' creativity, find out what it is, double down on it. And maybe most importantly, role model that creative orientation as a parent, because they're watching you. You're the hero. Yes. They're going to take their biggest lessons seeing what you do or don't do. So get out there, reconnect with your creative passions that you maybe you put on hold. Uh, get going. Even if it's just 10, 15 minutes a day, m bring that creativity into your life. There you go, guys. Get going. Just like Nike, but it's like diet Nike. Just get going. Go yeah. out there, reignite <laughs> those passions, guys. Jeff. Brother, I want to thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for being on the Fearless Fathers podcast. It was an honor. It was a long time coming. A lot of problems along the way, but we made it. We finally got to this end point. So thank you, brother. It was an absolute pleasure.
Oh man, Dave, thanks for having me on. Had such a fun conversation with you. Love what you guys are doing. And uh, yeah, keep rocking. Thanks, man. Thank you. Guys, if you liked what Jeff said today, make sure you go check out his stuff, Mr. Boo Daddy at Spotify and Instagram. You don't want to miss that Halloween album coming out because we know Halloween's coming up and our kids love it. I got my little Sonic getting ready to rock and roll this (laughs) year. So make sure you check that out. Give him a like. Give him a follow. Support the cause. Support the music. Support the creative passions in your kid's life. If you want to break those generational traditions, it starts with being a little creative and thinking outside your own box. So make sure you do that your own way. If you can, make sure you like rate and review this show wherever you listen to it today share this with other dads that need this information thank you again for listening thank you jeff for being on the show and until next time guys let's rethink fatherhood